Michelle is a musician with albums released as Everyone Except Me and artist behind the post-apocalyptic webcomic Stray Cats. She's kind, a bit shy, and furiously creative. Henrik is a filmmaker with over two dozen films and TV shows as producer, director, and occasionally host. He also released a couple of music albums. He's bombastic, larger than life, and tenacious almost to a fault. Together, they've been best friends for a decade. This show is awkward. So, Michelle, um, thank you for nodding instead of saying something. It's okay. It's only 95 episodes in. Why should you, uh... Why should you be aware of what the of how this is delivered? Sorry. No, you're not. Maybe a little. Maybe. As you bump your microphone, you're like, yeah. look, I am just doing whatever I can to just spite you, Kauto. That's what you're that's what you're Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so uh thanks to all the people who said nice things about last week's episode. I apologize, I won't be crying as much this week. I just uh I don't think I'm gonna be able to pull it off. We don't know that yet. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get there. But uh, uh, it's been an interesting week. So when we recorded, when we recorded last week, it was the day after my aunt Betty's passing. So I was especially distraught. Since then, I have been mostly just really angry. Uh, just whenever something comes up, I, I'm just mad. Um, uh, I, but today is evidence that I must be doing better. It's been a, a, a weekend, week and two days now yeah. I must be doing better because today. So let me tell you about the joys of being a content creator for me. I mean, you create content, but nobody but wants it. That's, so, well, I mean, that's not true, but, uh, when you create video content in particular, uh, YouTube has all these algorithms now that, that let you find when people are using your content, mm-hmm. like when they're uploading it and stuff okay. like that. And what's actually been the coolest thing about that isn't the people I've busted for breaking my copyright. Although I've busted a bunch, a bunch for real, uh, mm-hmm. like 20, 30, 40 different accounts wow. that were like, that were distributing feature length and short films without any permission. Wow. But I also found lots of cool reactions where people are like, you know, sitting in the corner of the screen reacting to my shorts or whatever, oh. which I consider fair use and yeah. fun. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. So that was kind of fun getting to see like some people, I watched these two guys in, uh, Norway who I can't understand what they're saying, but I watched them like jump at the jump scares in my short. And I was like, Haha, I scared Norwegians. <laughs> yes. I did it. That might be a good name yeah. for the episode. I scared Norwegians. But um, so, but I find all kinds of stuff like that, you know, whether it's a uh, reaction video, because it'll even give you a little thing that says like their video contains and a percentage of what is your content. So like if it says 20%, I know it's some like compilation that probably mm-hmm. has commentary and I'll check it real quick. Or if it says like a hundred percent, I know that there's probably a problem. Yeah. But then, you know, but then you'll go from that to look at something and you realize, oh, they licensed it from so-and-so that licensed it from me. So they're actually legal. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you'll get idiots who will fucking publish a feature length movie. And then in the in the credits, uh, in the little box, they actually put like, I own no rights to this movie. And then when I copyright strike them for it, they respond by saying, bro, like, can you remove the strike? I'll just take the video down. And it's like, you knew you weren't supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. You knew. So no, I am going to strike your channel. 
I've seen that before, and I think that I don't know what they think they're doing. With they, I think they they think that that's like a good idea. Like I, they, they're yeah, they must. Well, and and they are you familiar with how the copyright strike system works on YouTube? No. Basically, uh, a copyright strike is a is a uh, is a strike against your channel, and that's okay. a big deal. You usually get strikes for either violating copyright or violating community guidelines. Mm-hmm. And if you get a copyright strike then it sticks for like three months Wow! and it can reduce your ability to do certain things. Now I don't remember exactly what order this goes in, but like if you get enough strikes, you'll lose your ability to upload long form content. You'll lose your ability to uh, upload it all for sometimes seven or eight days. You'll lose your ability to live stream. You know, you lose things mm-hmm. as when you get, but when, when you get a third strike, your channel is fully deleted and cannot be recovered. Oh no. That's why people get scared when they get even one strike. Right. They, they try to get it removed. So, uh, so, I, but I'm, you know what? I mean, the one guy, he had two of my full length movies up on his page and literally said, like, I don't own either of these. So I struck both. I sent two strikes in. I was like, man, uh, beg me. I dare you to take that down. I'm sorry. Like it's my property. Yeah. So, and I'm not trying to, I mean, I don't believe that I can defeat piracy. I understand that piracy is a very bad thing, but I also, I'm not one of these guys, these, there are a lot of filmmakers who, um, who take piracy so deeply personally mm-hmm. that they really believe like that. If you go on the pirate bay and you type in your, your movie and it says it was, it says it was downloaded like 180,000 times. They really believe that like, if it hadn't been for that 180,000 people would like as if no. even 5% of them even watched what they downloaded. Cause it's, it's, it's so free and convenient that it doesn't even matter to them. People mm-hmm. download all kinds of stuff and it just sits on their hard drive. So I just am not one of those people who believes I'm being, I know. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't help that people can just steal your movie. It doesn't help at all. No. I don't like it. And that's why I'm very vicious on, fa- on YouTube, very vicious on YouTube. If people are stealing content. So, uh, but the reason I bring this up is I must be in a good mood because I noticed a 100% notice for one of my short films. Oh, it's a short film called stirring the Christmas short I did with, uh, with my dog where mm-hmm. there's a monster living in a Christmas tree. One of my proud shorts. I I'm very proud of the short films I've made. Um, I'm, I'm intending to try to make three this year, Great. three shorts this year. Um, and, uh, I noticed, Oh, this person uploaded hundred percent of stirring. And I was like, Hmm, are they commenting on it? So I click on it. It was uploaded by a distribution company's page mm-hmm. that had contacted me and negotiated to license the rights, mm-hmm. which does happen from time to time. A company with a little bit of money will be like, hey, we'll give you, I mean, we're talking like well under a thousand dollars, but we'll give you some money. So that in, in exchange, you'll sign a thing that says we can host your video on our YouTube page as well, basically. So mm-hmm. they're licensing content that they can make money off of. Yeah. Uh, through ad revenue. It's actually a pretty sweet deal when you have a, you have a short that's just been sitting for two years and somebody's like, Hey, I'll give you some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I saw that and I was like, wait, I emailed those fucking people, um, a month ago and said, Hey, I never heard back from you after I gave you a link to the movie and signed the contract and sent you an invoice. Ooh. 
yet here the movie is. So I sent an email again saying, Hey, what's up? And I didn't get a response immediately. Um, mm-hmm. but I didn't say like, dear dead motherfuckers, you know, you stole my content. You will all die. I, I was very professional, but I was That's also nice. like, Hey, um, you guys going to pay me or am I going to strike your channel for copyright infringement? Mm-hmm. And, um, I ended up writing the VP of, of this company. It's a decent sized company. Like I've watched movies that they've licensed to Showtime. So okay. not a small company. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that VP got back to me immediately and was like, I don't know what happened exactly, but I have no knowledge of you signing the contract and I have no knowledge of you because, because the short film thing is its own department. So she was mm-hmm. like, I have no knowledge of that. Maybe it was because I was not included. She was like, can you just forward me the when you sent them your stuff? So I forwarded mm-hmm. it to her and then she immediately replied like a minute or two later and said, I will cut you a check today. So... Yay. Yay. I yelled at somebody and got money about goddamn time. Unlike Yay. the other thing I'm dealing with that I'll talk about some other time publicly where I would just like to be paid something, even if it's going to be insulting, which it, I'm sure it will be. It's going to be insulting. It's going to be so insulting. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm already insulted. I'm not one of these people that cries and whines and kicks their legs about how unfair business practices are everywhere. There are a lot of unfair big business practices out there in, in show business. But I've been paid by most of the distributors I've dealt with. But there's one distributor I've dealt with who is a who who I don't even think he's smart enough to be a shyster. I think that he's mostly just a dumbass. I think he's a dumbass and I think that he's ripping me off just a bit because he thinks it's fine. And he probably thinks I'm a bumpkin. You should have seen the way he ignored my emails for four months until I sent him a legal notice of breach of contract. And then magically, <laughs> magically, you hear from him. You yeah. hear like, like, like I, like I, I blew into the conch shell of the asshole distributor and he had to answer that mm-hmm. just as his father and father, father before <laughs> him had answered that call. So... <laughs> I actually, I, I was thinking about telling that whole story, the actual like whole thing on my mm-hmm. Patreon. That way it's behind a paywall. So it's not quite so public, Yeah, but because people might find that interesting to hear like, you know, how do you deal with a total piece of shit distributor yeah. who steals your movie? Well, it doesn't steal your movie, but steals your movie, yes. uh, you know, has your movie for seven years. It claims it doesn't make, it didn't make a penny. It's, it's just, which wouldn't even make me mad. Like I get that, you know, shit happens, but I distribute movies part like as a, I mean, I can't say hobby because I use, well, that's the thing. Actually, it was kind of a hobby. Remember when I first started distributing my own movies, the little Mm -hmm. movies I had, like I first started distributing them just to whoever I could get them to myself. It was a hobby. And Mm -hmm. then one day I was like, never mind, I'm paying my rent with this. So, so I'm just saying, I'm just some asshole who started doing it as a basically hobby. And then was like, oh, never mind. There's money to be made. I guess this mm-hmm. is a part of my career too now. And this guy is like, I've been in business for, I don't know, 11 years or some shit. I have a LinkedIn, da, 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 da. I'm always so nice on the phone. It's like, well, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that I want him to die because I don't. I just want him to not live. <laughs> No, that's not even true. I just don't like him. And, you know, if I heard yeah. he got uh, horribly maimed, I would be like, wow, okay. I would be sad. That's nice, dear. Maimed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, because then I don't yeah. think you'd get paid. Oh. <laughs> Spoken like a true one of, one of you. Uh, uh, what was the... Uh, uh, mm. <laughs> 
but no, so um, I wasn't trying to go on a tangent about that, but it was nice to get paid that I will get paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's not a lot of money, but I'm just going to put it straight on the credit card debt that I've amassed thanks to keeping deciding not to slow down most elements of my business during COVID and such has uh, has racked me up some debt. And, you know, the pet veterinarian stuff doesn't help. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, although a lot of it was was paid for by the you know, all those nice people on Facebook who helped mm-hmm. uh, a lot of it, like more than most of it, but not all of it, but most of it, more than most of it. Henrichisms 101. Um, it's hot in here. What is? Hold on. Let me from this is a throw a callback to la- last. Uh, this is a throwback to last week. Hold on. I'm gonna adjust my thermostat. From my phone. Wow. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, I just turned it down two degrees. Cool. It is cool. Uh, <laughs> I like the nest. The only problem I'm having with it now is that it's too, it's so hot here. Um, we've had a heat wave of over 90 degrees every day. Mm-hmm. And when it's that hot, I don't really like that it like, like, I don't really like the feature that it like, you know, keeps the house warmer while you're gone because it takes forever to get the house cold again. So I actually like leave the AC the way I like it when I leave the house because it just takes so long for it to, to Mm -hmm. cool back down. But in an 80 degree, 85 degree circumstance, that would be really nice. And I'm really excited for it in the winter because I don't mind a kind of chilly house. So what you made a face. Oh, it's just like you come home, like you've been outside in the cold all day at work because you're in the cubic, you're in the um, vestibule. Sorry. <laughs> and it's so cold and you get home and your house is like 59 degrees. Well, I wasn't going to let it get that cold. Like, I was going to keep it around 62. Oh, geez. That's really cold, too, though. Well, but that, but then the moment you walk into the house, it's going to turn on and bring it up to whatever temperature you like. But you're so cold. Because you were there all well, day. Well, then use your phone to tell the tell it to turn on two hours before you get home. Okay, fine. I, I did that at the movies the other day. That's right, a good idea. Right before I went, because I'd been out for like five hours. And right before I got went into the movie, I was just like, I'm just going to set the thermostat for 72 degrees in the house. Mm-hmm. That way yeah. when I walk in, I'll be like, woo. Yeah. Yeah. It's hot as hell out here. Um, it's actually, today's actually a lot better than it has been. Oh, that's nice. Uh, today's like only 91 or something instead of being like 95, 96. And there really is a noticeable difference between those numbers mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's why they're different, I guess, is because there's yeah. <laughs> you ever hear that? I always loved you always used to love to tell people like, hey, your days are numbered because that's how we tell them apart. <laughs> I always like that joke. <laughs> so anyway, um, so tell us about. I know you've been going through a personal adventure involving spray paint. (laughs) Which one? (laughs) Well, I was referring to the one involving spray Spray paint. paint. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to, do you want to tell everybody what you've been, what the odyssey, Michelle's odyssey of spray paint is? Sure. Sure. So basically what happened was I have a, Um, my foundation wall, because I have a basement, is really, really high. Like, it's exposed a lot. And unfortunately, my house had some issues, or might still have issues. (laughs) Who really knows? And it's got some really nice cracks in the wall. So when you say Um, nice. Like, nice. Nice. (laughs) Okay. Like, Like cracks, little cracks, big cracks, 
Um, most of them that look like they have been patched at one time, but were patched kind of poorly. Some of them that have opened back up, but maybe that's okay. Maybe that's not okay. It depends on where my brain is at the moment. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Inside of the walls are not cracked. So that's good. So I was like, okay, well, it's obvious there's efflorescence on the inside of the walls. Efflorescence. Um, mm-hmm. Can you yeah. define that for people who did not graduate from a uh, home inspector education? I mean, I, I guess, but, but you know what it is. I don't. Everyone. Um, it's uh, <laughs> when, when water like goes through like a hard, like surface, like concrete or brick or something. And it dries um, like the minerals from the the water and the like concrete and stuff. They come through and they stay on the wall. So that like makes little white powdery spots that are made of calcium carbonate, which is actually really nice because we can make gunpowder out of it. Ooh, like that's a Dr. fun Stone. project at home. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, so basically it's not, it's like, it's just a sign that you're having a water issue if you're not actually seeing the water issue. Um, and obviously the more you see, the more water you've had come through your wall. Um, and like a thing as a thing, it's not dangerous, but water coming through your wall is dangerous because it eventually breaks down the surface, can hurt your foundation. Yeah. And it's flaky and Giggs was looking at it. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, I remember you talking about that. Yeah. Um, and I want to taste some too. I'm curious if it tastes good. Mm, it's salt the salts. So Oh, okay. Well you need that to live. Mm-hmm. That specifically, like to lick wall salt. Yeah, yeah. From a basement. Yeah, basement wall salt. Mm-hmm. So but, yeah, yeah, continue, please. So um so so the cracks if we're pretending that they're not structural anymore, um, are at least letting F water come into the wall, you know, when it rains, um, because I see efflorescence and it's above ground. So it's not like, it's not like the soil is pressing on it or anything. It's just from rain. So I figured, Oh, I will get some crack, some like concrete <laughs> You'll get crack. some crack. I'll get some crack and I'm going <laughs> to put it right in the wall. No, I'll take it and I won't care anymore. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. What's a wall? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but so you got some crack, some, some, some crack concrete, spackle? like crack filler. Okay. Um, but, but uh, it was it was like um, kind of like caulk basically, and it said it was gray, but it was really basically white, and I, it comes in the big caulk tube, so you have to have a caulk gun. So I bought a caulk gun, but I didn't know how to use it, and I tried really hard. So then I just squeezed the tube with my hands <laughs> and it really, really hurt after a while. Yeah. Yeah. Th- if only they had, like, if only there's gotta be a better way. So eventually I was like, let me try one more time with this caulk gun and I got it to work. But, uh, so then I had all of these filled in cracks in my wall, which right. looked like I filled in cracks in my wall Right. and yeah. is fine. But if I ever were to sell the house, it's like, look at all these cracks in my wall. So I thought, okay, well, I'm going to cover them. And my mom was like, you should get stone spray paint. <laughs> and I was like, yay. Because she she had done that for one of her walls and she did a really good job. So 
Then I looked for it online and I found Rustoleum kind, but the Rustoleum then I went to Lowe's and it was like, oh no, it's only for indoor. And I was like, but yeah. I just came here for it. <laughs> so then I had to go home and then I like don't know what happened, but I ended up looking at the like the Krylon kind and that one's for outdoor too. But like nobody carries it. Like everybody says they carry it, but it's always out of stock. I just assume that like nobody buys it and like it's going like they're or the opposite. Everyone everyone is, is still it? fixing their houses from mm. from the because that's a thing though. Home improvement stuff is really complicated because of uh, lots of things: the supply chain, people's desire to work on their homes when they're stuck there. All the, I mean, I even I started like you know. F- <laughs> Like I remember after like two or three months of being at home, I was sitting on my patio and I couldn't stop thinking about like, what could I do with my patio and backyard? I was like, all this space is not being used. I need a shed and an inflatable yeah. hot tub. And, an, and I need to get my barbecue gr- grill in, in order. And I need to get one of those big plastic, you know, resin storage bins. And I it just, I just couldn't stop because yeah. I'm stuck staring at it all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, and I think that a lot of people go through that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that might be why I, I've worked with Rust-Oleum a lot. That is a movie set standard tool to make things look old. Like when we did a, a Western recently, we uh, had, you know, handcuffs and we sprayed okay. them with Rust-Oleum to make them look yeah. like they had been used because they were actually mm-hmm. brand new. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, but it's not generally for outdoor use. So yeah. it's well, decorative some, at best. Some of it is. Yeah. But like, yeah, but not the decorative kind. So, yeah. yeah. So, so now you're, you're actually waiting right now to go to Michael's uh, a little ways away. Yeah. Like fucking 25 minutes away. But they've confirmed they have it. They actually told me that they are holding it and they can, I can get it now. But they said, but, like, we're going to hold it for seven and a half minutes. Exactly. Actually, they said till the 30th. Oh, but, that's convenient. But maybe they'll just put it back. Yeah, or maybe I mean, someone else will want it. And they'll be like, yeah, hey, you just <laughs> Like, look, too many it. people are asking. We can't yeah. hold this kind of thing. Well, I know you already paid for it, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you'll understand. Yeah. You'll understand. You'll understand that I'll we're understand. keeping your money for nothing. <laughs> yeah. But this is, this is the second place that I tried to get this particular color at. Because I bought the other colors and every color that I bought is wrong. So now my walls look like I've just randomly spray. They don't look like there's cracks anymore. Well, they just look like I am totally crazy and I'm just randomly spray painting them. See, you should have talked to me about this problem. You never talked to me about this problem. I could have mm. solved this problem so much better. Oh, how you, instead of all of this, you're talking about, just get some marble contact paper and make it one big marble wall. Oh, yeah. Could have done that. Would have looked so cool. It yeah. would have looked like the, the mausoleum in, in uh, Phantasm. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been awesome. I got that idea from that. That's how they made the marble walls in Phantasm was marble contact paper. They did a really good job with yeah. it. Yeah. Coscarelli, the director, his mom applied most of the paper wow. herself because <laughs> she's the one who came up with the idea. They were trying to figure out how we're going to make marble walls. And she's like, what about marble contact paper? <laughs> and, and then they were like, great. And then they all left so that she had, was stuck doing it. I'm sure yeah. they, that's not in the book, but I can only assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, I, you know, we, we will have a riveting conclusion 
to spray paint gate next week mm. when we'll let everybody know what's going on with Michelle and the spray paint. I'm sure it's going to be the wrong color again. I just, <laughs> if it's the wrong color, there's no other colors. I bought all the colors. Then you got to mix the colors. I am mixing the colors, ah! but it's not enough. <laughs> I need at least one more color to well, make it one the more correct color. mixture. So maybe but this will be it. I hope so. Cause I, <laughs> you're so I, aggro right now. It's so hard. And they like, they're really thick and they come out in little dots. And so you have to make sure you get the right amount of dots. So it doesn't like be, it's not solid, but it also doesn't look like you just put little dots. And (laughs) (laughs) you don't sound like the ravings of a lunatic right now at all. Not even a little bit. No, no. All of this is fine. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, God. Michelle. So, um, uh, well, I want to mention real quick, um, that we're, co- we're coming up on the hundred episodes of the show is awkward. So yeah. I think it's time we, we, we put it out to the, uh, the, the, the small, but bizarrely dedicated audience. And we say, what should we do for the 100th episode? Yeah. Yeah. Like really, us. what should we do? Yeah. We're open to suggestions. Um, luckily the hundredth episode falls after my vacation. Okay. Ooh, we're going to have to record double up for when I'm on vacation or I'll just do it while I'm on vacation with no internet. I don't know how yeah. it'll work, but we'll do it anyway. Well, what about if, what about if I just did it and you're on the phone oh. and I like put you up to the I was to so excited microphone? about the idea of a Michelle solo episode. Oh no, no. That's I think that. that's what we got to do. I think you oh. should just do an episode. Just you. It'll be you great. Just, you just know how to edit sound and stuff. Yeah, and I'll just stare for. I won't even need sound. I'll just stare ah! in into my camera, and that'll be it. <laughs> That's some next level stuff. Nodding. Right there. Yeah, just nodding. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> but uh, no, but we really are. We'll t- we're taking suggestions. If you want us to do something live. Uh, if you want us to do a 15 hour long episode, like that's on the table. Um, <laughs> Michelle's just like going along with whatever he yep. says. Yep. It's whatever fine. you want. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we, we do want to do something for the hundredth. I've been so laser focused on the 100th episode of weekly spooky, which is a few weeks is a few, uh, episodes ahead of us. Mm-hmm. So that I haven't really thought about what the hundredth episode of, uh, of this show will be. So, I mean, maybe we'll finally reveal who shot Jr. Okay. I feel like that's like, I feel like that's given away too much though. I mean, do you really want to keep that secret for the rest of your life though? I was told to take it to my grave, Oh, okay. but like that person's dead. Oh, well then who cares? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I killed them though. Oh, Um, Oh. (sighs) yeah. Oh, wait, wait, why do you have any sort of, sense of commitment to them if you killed them well because they said it was so important that no one know this so i killed them so that one less person knew okay yeah it was for them Mm, yeah this is hard then yeah well it's not entirely my fault like they 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 told me look when it comes to this you know, if somebody's on to you, just shoot first and ask questions later. So I shot him three times and then I asked him, why w- would I want to do that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> or like, 
Or like, did did you mean you as well? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's like one of my favorite old old like dad jokes. Come on, Michelle, tell us a dad joke. I don't know any dad jokes. <sighs> that's not fair. Why do I know all the dad jokes and I didn't have a dad? And my you dad, don't know any and you had a dad. I don't think my dad really did dad joke stuff. I I find that hard to believe. I think you're uh think you're fibbing <laughs> just shrugging on a podcast thanks yeah thanks for that it's all right we've only had 95 episodes of, <laughs> of me chiding you for for non-verbal responses so uh so before we take off before we get out of here um you're working on getting uh things together for your business yeah so you've sorry i keep hearing thunder um Ooh. So you filed uh, for your DBA? Yeah. Uh-huh. And you're waiting to hear back? Yeah, but it's been like two weeks. Holy shit. Yeah. And I filed online. So, like, they got it. Yeah. And they took my money away. Yeah. So. How much How much did that cost? $70. Jesus. I, I, because you were talking about it, I decided to look up exactly how it went when I did it. Mm-hmm. It cost $39. And uh, my second DBA, I filed at 11 a.m. on a Friday, and I had it at 3 p.m. that Friday. What? <laughs> I'm just being dead serious. And it, well, here we don't call it uh, DBAs. We call them trade names and fictitious names. We call them fictitious names. Oh, you don't use the term DBA at all there not, either? Not in PA. Okay, yeah, because they don't hear either. Uh, but everybody, but like generally speaking, everybody seems to know what DBA is. Mm-hmm. Doing business yeah. as. Yeah. <sighs> Man, that's so ridiculous. They're making you wait two weeks. Yeah, so that's the problem. Like, I, I'm, they're like, put your business name. And I'm like, someone's got to tell me if I got it or not. Because I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you probably do. You should follow up. I don't really know how to follow up. There's an email or a phone number. Call All it. Right, I'll, I'll you need it. to follow up. No. Right now on the show. Okay. Just call in. That's how we know we've reached a new echelon of entertainment. Let's talk to government bureaucrats <laughs> live on the air. Yeah. But not live. So so on a scale of one to ten, how likely do you think it actually is that you're going to have the right colors uh, uh, after you get this uh, Michael's pickup done? Oh, I think I think on on, on a real scale, it's about a one. Uh, I don't think this is the right color, but I just, there's no other colors. So if this doesn't work, I will have to just buy paint and mix paint to the right color. Oh, like a poor person. Eh. Well, actually it'll cost more. Oh, but oh yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Cause paint. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I know if I do that, I can get it right. But this, you know, this gives it kind of like a, it looks, if I do it correctly, it'll look almost indistinguishable. Like you'll have to kind of look at it. If I paint it, it's going to be noticeable. Yeah. Maybe. Well, at that point, you should just paint it something fun. Yeah. I mean, we're getting close to it just being <laughs> a totally different color. You so. should paint a mural. You know, when I when I <laughs> wanted to buy this house that the one time in West Philly, it had like a big blank side on it, like where a house used to be. And I was like, I'm going to paint a mural on it. And then I didn't get it because someone else did. And then they painted a mural on it. Well, it's and, a nice mural. And you're probably disappointed because it wasn't weeb stuff. 
I didn't, back then, I wouldn't have even painted weave stuff. I don't know what I would have painted. I, that doesn't make any sense to me. You wouldn't have painted weeb stuff. Then what would you have painted? I don't. I didn't have any ideas. I just wanted to paint on a wall. That's deep. I think we're on to something here. Thanks for listening. You can email us at thisshowisawkward at gmail.com or go to awkwardshow.com or whatever. See you next time. <laughs>